Well, strap yourselves in for one of the most interesting podcasts that I have uh, recorded. Um, one of my new girlfriends, Cindy Lewest, she left the corporate world when she was 50 years old to follow her passion of writing novels. Uh, and she's been able to combine that with her love of incredible food that she's been able to source from around the world and creating incredible culinary experiences. So I encourage you uh, to go to her website, which is thespicetemple.com. Uh, you can enroll for her incredible newsletter there, uh, which will have you titillated for sure. Uh, and also, if you go to the shop uh, and put in the code B underscore different, uh, you will be able to get 10% discount off any of the delicious things that she has in that store. So enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over, Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, welcome everyone to this week's podcast. Uh, I have probably one of my most interesting guests on this week. Uh, this is a woman I met just recently through uh, a group that we're uh, both a member of called The Human Gathering. Um, and I don't know whether we're talking about that in public. I don't know what the story is, whether it's Secret Squirrel or what, <laughs> what the story is. Um, but uh, I've actually had the uh, opportunity to meet some incredible people through that group. And Cindy Lewest is one of those people. How are you, Cindy? <laughs> I'm fine. That is such a lovely intro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And now Cindy's website is thespicetemple.com. And the reason I asked Cindy to be on the podcast is because she has a very inspiring story of how uh, she w- was in a, a career that was not bringing her joy <laughs> um, and how she had the courage to step into what she does now which I'm, I can't wait to, for her to share that with you because it is very unique it's beautiful and it's like I'm thinking oh I'd like to live a life like that <laughs> absolutely um, so Cindy why don't we start with your story first because uh, you know it wasn't well it was, it was a number of years ago now that uh, you that you had your career that was uh, you know wasn't soul I would would you call it soul sucking uh towards the end it was yes and uh, and again thank you so much for having me on it's really a pleasure um and and yeah you know i think for many of us who've worked in the corporate world um in the early years it was great you know i started off um in working in consulting and that was international so i got to travel i met great people i learned a lot made lots of friends um and uh and that was great and then i worked for um I worked in for the UN and that was also very interesting um, but also I, I really am passionate about innovation and change and achieving things and doing things and if you're in a large structure like the United Nations that can be a bit frustrating so I decided to go back to the private sector and at that by that time I had already had quite a bit of experience so I ended up in sort of higher up in the echelons of management um, and banking in Switzerland um, which is what I guess you do in Switzerland um and you know i also had there are great people that work in banking but sometimes the environment's not so positive um and, and also um i'm like i said i'm very passionate about innovation 
and about um, change. And again, large organizations aren't the best place for that. And um, I kind of have this habit of having a lot of ideas. And um, during that time, I thought, you know, I, I've got to do something with, with, you know, with, with what I've got. So I started to write and I always thought I would do that when I retire. Um, that was the, the grand plan. And then I just said, no, I'm just going to start now. Like I'll take some notes on the tram or, you know, on the train or on the weekends, I would write a bit. And then at one point I had about 60 pages of random notes. And then I thought, well, I've got to do something with this. So actually I, I took a sabbatical, um, of about four months. And then I took those notes and I had to figure out how am I going to turn this into a book? And so when I did that, I thought if I'm going to do this, um, I wanted to put in themes that I'm really passionate about and I'm very passionate about um, food and culture. So that had to be part of the theme. So food is a massive topic in all of my work um, as is culture. But I also thought if, um, if I'm going to take the time to do this, I wanted to put in some topics for social change. So I started writing about Me Too before it was a hashtag, actually, and that's a bit of a theme in, in book one. It will change, um, change again in the other books. Um, but you know, at the end of it, I had enough, at the end of that sabbatical, I had enough material or I had enough of a structure and that was my first novel, so I had to figure out how all of this works and even things like writing dialogue, not using passive voice, you know, all these things that you have to do when you write, write fiction. Um, but then I had, had enough to keep going. And um, that one book, though, um, it kind of started to take on its own life. So I kept working that on it on the side. But it's very hard when you, it's a multi-plot story. It's got lots of, like, again, different layers of different cultures and travel and different things. And that one book became six. And then again, because food's such a big topic, I mean, I've been very fortunate that my husband, we're both foodies and um, we typically book our restaurants before we book our travel. <laughs> so um, so um, I'm not a chef, like I like to cook, but I, I'm not a chef. And because we've you know, been so inspired by what some of these chefs create. So I use food as a metaphor. So if you read like a, a dish that's been described in the book, it usually represents a character or something that's happening in between the characters. So I use, you know, I use food, I think, uniquely like that. And I like experiences. So I thought I don't want to have just a novel. I mean, a novel is already great, but um, I thought I'd like to ha have more experiences around it. So I always call it a novel experience. So for each novel, and there will be six by the time I'm done with this Spice Temple series, um, and I know where it's going, <laughs> um, there is also a culinary art book. So that has the images of the dishes that are described in the book, um, as well as artwork that represents characters and themes. And that book's not produced yet. I have, a, I call it an amuse-bouche on my website that you can get now, but it's just a small teaser. Um, but when that book's done, it should be a beautiful coffee, like a kind of a coffee table book, but one that you can really use. So let's say at a dinner party, you can open it up and you can, you know, there'll be questions for conversations so that we don't talk about, say, Corona or family or work, you know, <laughs> something different. Um, but also there'll be food ideas, not necessarily those recipes as well, but it's not a cookbook. It's really like more of a conversation book. Right. Um, and, and then on top of then I came up with these ideas for sensory um, sensory storytelling. So I developed literary fragrances. They're not available yet, but they'll be coming out next year. Um, I have the prototypes all done. Silk storytelling, working with a fabulous um, silk maker, uh, Seidman in Switzerland. So that's also available. Um, and then I really want to do um, start communities so around some of the topics. 
uh, to kind of, you know, build people who are like-minded, you know, groups of like-minded people. Um, events, I would love to do events. Right now we can't do physical ones, so we'll see where that goes. But, you know, uh, at some point I'd like to do lovely events. And then the other thing is, um, you know, when I first started writing, I thought, well, I'll go to a publisher and, you know, I don't know, get the book published. And I always kind of knew that authors don't earn much from books. But when I found out how publishing worked, uh, I was shocked. So, and I had it, you know, I thought this can't be right. And then, I've, you know, it ask around. And of course, I've had validated, validated many times now. But um, for those of you, when you buy a book, you have to realize that the author gets probably around 5%. So the way it works in traditional publishing is that um, a bookshop gets 50%, a distributor 30 and then the rest, which isn't much, goes to the publisher and the author. And you know, now I know being a publisher myself with my own business, um, it's a lot of work to publish. But again, you know, if if somebody, it took me ten years to write my first book and and create all of this, you know, and I just think it's it's not right that authors get so little. So my goal and my mission as well is, um, I thought I have a business background, so I'll set up the business process with my work, and then I really want to help other authors who want to st share stories about culture, food, art, um, social topics, uh, those kinds of things, and then help other authors as well to try and create a, a better model um, for, for and ultimately it's, it's better for authors, but also for readers. I mean, I could go on, I could go on and on about the publishing industry, but they, you know, a lot of stories are restricted. Um, there's these rules that, you know, rules are fine if they make sense, but if they say, you know, if you hear, that's what they say, that already makes me question things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then the, the last bit is film. That's the more recent thing. So I always had this idea about um, book to film. And um, by the way things go, chance goes, so I was contacted by a um, film producer earlier in the year. And so like now book to film will also be part of the publishing business um, because again, it adds another layer of experience to storytelling. And, um, you know, with the coronavirus, I thought, you know, with, with my skills, what could I do to bring some positivity to the situation? And when I created the characters in the book, they all have very um, rich backgrounds. And, you know, you don't get everything in book one. Um, so there, there'll be later, there's the other novels, and then there'll be shorter works, smaller works of backstories and side stories. And I took two characters that go back in time and they have to hide away in a hidden garden um, during a different period, so let's say the 1940s. So they have to go within when they can't go out. And I created like an animation concept for that, and now that's taken, it's, it's a proper project now, so we're looking at creating these short series of animations of how this couple, um, how they have to go within and discover nice things within when they can't go out, just as we're all having to do right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. But there are so many things, there are so many questions I have. Um, and uh, and I know that uh, as we will, we'll, um, I know that if you go to thespicetemple.com that you'll be able to get that little teaser of the book that uh, Cindy has put up there for you. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everything around the website, the book, everything that you're doing is just so beautiful and so luscious. Like that's what, I, that's the feeling that I get from it. Um 
and uh, and actually I also have a gift for you as well for anyone that's listening to the podcast at the moment um, is uh, I actually have a best-selling book called Never in Your Wildest Dreams and uh, in, in this book it's, it is fiction as well <laughs> which oh. I didn't think I would ever write because <laughs> I'm a self-help junkie <laughs> um, but in this book you'll actually discover uh, how to achieve your goals you know how to rise above your limiting beliefs and how to access your limitless potential so if you'd like a free copy of that just go to not over just different.com forward slash free book um so i want to just head back a little bit or backtrack a little bit um cindy to you know i know that you you know you had your book you had the notes you took a little bit of a sabbatical um but when it came to um making the decision to leave what i would assume would be um a really good salary <laughs> you know good yeah. money coming in to yeah. to take what seemingly looks like a risk you know what was your process that you went through to do that like was did it take a lot of courage to do that or was it did you get to a point where you're like okay i just can't do this other job anymore i'm i'm willing to take the leap yeah, I mean, um, so that's a great question. Yeah, of course, it took a lot of courage. I mean, you know, especially when you're working in a, in a country and in a, an industry where that's, you know, you're, you're in it, that's, that's what you do. There aren't that many people that just decide to leave and especially do something as crazy as start a, <laughs> kind of like an entertainment and lifestyle company where you don't really have any experience in it. But um, I like to learn. Um, I like to learn. I like to try new things. And, you know, I worked on, on the side for quite a while and that that worked for a bit but then again when the book got to a certain point you really when you're writing you really need those blocks of time um to to try and finish something and then i had all the other plans that went along with it and all the other things that i was developing and you know you, you test things out like i would you know get give people things to read um you know the chefs i mean i never thought you know i'm I never thought like, what chef is going to give me a recipe you know for example <laughs> and then when i started to tell them about the concept of the book and the stories i mean there was this kind of um i don't know this kind of mutual like excitement about the stories and, and creating and so i mean i've been very fortunate that you know i've gotten you know chefs like uh Farron adria massimo votura peter gilmore um, and then I had to find out, okay, how does it work with, you know, like with El Bulli, I had to do the first image license rights, you know, to, you know, to be able to publish, you have to get the rights and there's lots of stories behind all of that. But, um, but anyway, so, so all of those kind of things give you that little bit of courage to kind of keep going. But at one point I had to say, like, it's, um, it's, it's enough. I need to work on it full time. And it's, it is risky and, and it's crazy. You know, and you tell people, I was like, yeah, it's a crazy story, but, um, but it's been a joy. I mean, working with, um, you know, I'm passionate about this. I've met so many wonderful creative people as well. Um, I'm involved in various entrepreneur groups like the human gathering as well. And, uh, you know, mindset is quite similar people, you know, if you are starting a business or if you're a creative, there's always risk involved with that. So, um, yeah, so I, I took the leap and, uh, yeah, and, you know, there, you always have days where you think, why did I do this? You know, <laughs> um, you know, you always have those days. Um, but, you know, then you just kind of like, nope, keep going. And when, when I get back into writing and when I get back into the creative process, then it's like, okay, everything's fine. And I'm very lucky that my husband's supportive as well. Yeah. And so uh, uh, you might not want to tell me the exact age, but what, how, how old-ish were you when, when you decided to take this leap? I was around 50. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just around 50. And I had started writing 
Oh, goodness. I mean, I, I, you know, the book, the whole book project, but that it's not just the novel. I mean, like I said, there's six and there's all the other concepts. And like I said, there's things like image rights and setting up the website and dealing with accounting and you know all these other things that <laughs> go along with running a business. Um, it is over 10 years um, right now that since I had the first idea. Right. So it's, you know, nothing that happens. Um, so, you know, that's the other thing. It's not like I decided to write a book and then it was done. I mean, it's even even just writing the book. I mean, like I said, learning, I've done lots of writing in the past, but more for business. And, you know, when you write fiction, it's a whole other world. And I mean, I'm learning every day still, you know, and I'm, I just started writing for film at the beginning of the year, which was also very interesting because, you know, the way that you word things, the format of a, of a screenplay, you know, um, even like the way that you start a story if if you're writing you know there's a touch of magical realism in my novels but in animation you can really play with what happens you know with imagery and so the writing becomes very different and and i'm loving it actually (laughs) (laughs) but what i love about your story is that it's not you're not just writing a book and you're not just writing fiction there is so many other components and other um avenues of of business and and income and creativity that's that's kind of coming out of this as well you know and i know that you're saying you're a foodie and that that food is you know included in you know in the novels but we're not talking about ordinary food (laughs) you know (laughs) this is not a normal like you know steak dinner kind of situation (laughs) Um, and looking at your website some of like and I also am a foodie so I love you know um, and I never get on one thing I really regret I never got an opportunity to go to El Bulay before it um, before it closed down in the north yeah. of Spain, but um, yeah. but uh, so tell me some of the uh, some of the dishes that have been most memorable to you that you have included in the books. So you mentioned El Bulli, and that's exactly one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I was very fortunate, very very fortunate to be able to go um, before it closed, and that was through a dear friend who um, actually did get did get placed, and she couldn't go, so my husband and I went and. It was life changing. I mean, it was definitely life changing. When you you know you're there for seven hours, and we had I'm trying to remember how many courses it was oh, over forty. I think it could have been even yeah. Let's just say over forty, but I think it was more. Um, but you know they're small. You know, but the first ten are all edible cocktails, um, and you know one of them is in the novel. And I'll just give you one example. There's one dish where you know you get something served and you think it's a carpaccio and it kind of smells like artichoke but it smells also a little bit different and there's something a bit floral about it and the texture is completely different um and you don't know what it is and then the waiter comes very you know polite and very nice and says you know would you like to know what you just ate and of course you know comes up with a long um silver tray with a with a white rose and that white rose, the petals have been transformed for various processes. And that, that is also in, in my book, actually, that, that particular dish. But, um, wow. you know, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, so, you, you, you know, completely changes how you think about food, you know, or even the way Massimo Bottura uses food. I mean, he has really his, his food is, um, you know, storytelling on a plate. And, and he's got this iconic dish, which is also in the book called Oops, I Dropped the Lemon Tart. And for me, that dish is just pure positivity. And if anybody knows the story, please just, you know, go on to YouTube and, and Google it. And the way that he will tell a story is much better. So I won't tell the whole thing. But basically, the dish is um, a broken tart. And they even created a plate that looks broken for that particular dish. And the, the lovely thing about that dish, and it's the only one I use twice in the book, is that 
it was something negative that happened, right? It was a broken tart, but then it was recreated into something really beautiful and lasting. And, um, you know, my character, when confronted with it, she's confronted with a situation that's not so pleasant in the beginning, like when that tart was first broken. But in the end, she's confronted with it again. And in that moment, she's having that with a friend and then something really positive happens. And then that's how that dish is used in that particular scene. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's the, the culinary art is a big part of it, but also sharing um, culture through food is, is also a big part of it. So that's, that's, for example, through my Indian chef, and he has a lot of international friends, a Thai friend, a Turkish friend, and um, through, through the food, they, they come together and they learn more about each other. So one can be quite proud, but then they say, oh, we've got a lot of co in common, actually. Um, and so that's another key part of, of the work is the sharing culture through food. Yeah, I know. Well, my, my favorite type of gathering is incredible food with incredible wine, with incredible conversation, amazing friends, somewhere spectacular in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love how... Well, actually, um, we, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you mentioned one very important word there, and then that's also conversation, right? So yes. for me, food is like, you know, it's everything from, okay, who's growing it? Where does it come from? The, the terroir, there's the culinary art bit, but it's about appreciating the moment, and that can even be with yourself. Um, you know, when I was consulting, I often did solo dining and really appreciated those moments. Um, but it's also about those conversations that happen over the, over a, a table, you know, whether, you know, food and drink, right? Um you know, you celebrate when you go to these special meals. I mean, every day can be celebration depending on, uh, yeah, how you do it. So, yeah, so I know. Was, so yeah. I know that, uh, so you started with, okay, I'm, I, you know, I really want to get this book out. I want to write the book. But then you had the idea of, you know, incorporating the food and then the experiences and, 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 you know, in the publishing and everything as well. So I'm assuming you didn't have all of this, you know, mapped out before you got started. And that part of it started to just, you know, manifest or started to show up as you were moving towards the book. Like, how did that process work? I mean, it really started just with the book. It started off with just one book. That was it. And, you know, that book then morphed into six. And then, as you just said, it was really, you know, another bit, another bit, another bit, another bit. And, and it kind of, it let, it's just taken on a life of its own. And so the thing, that, the thing that's been a bit challenging is that, you know, theoretically, like, you know, especially when you're starting your own business. And again, I'm not in the publishing sector because I'm creating my own my own business and my own model with the sensory storytelling and everything. Um, you're, you know, I have to do everything kind of on my own. And so, you know, I kind of I could have been doing some of the marketing or building platform while I was writing, but it's very difficult to do that. So I said, no, I've got to focus on that first, but the ideas would keep coming. So then I would just, of course, put, do a little bit on the side document and then kind of take it step by step, you know, as the ideas would keep coming. Um, but yeah, it's, I keep saying I've built a tank and now I've got to get it to fly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm imagining that you're having fun every moment because you've been really able to incorporate some of your passions into, you know, the business that you have. I mean, de definitely. I mean, you know, on the, the creative side, it's just been, it's been amazing. I mean, even working with this, this film producer, you know, and I've shared, I mean, you know, they've of course read my work and, you know, I've been creating new work and then working with this animator that's got quite an interesting background and has done some amazing things. And they're reading my work and they're liking the stories and stuff. So that's also, 
you know, I think when you write something, you get a bit nervous, like, oh, are people going to like it? I mean, I've written it, of course, you know, I've written about things that I'm passionate about, but, you know, there's many styles of writing, there's many genres, um, and, um, you know, but it's, the creative part is absolutely amazing, yeah. 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 Like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm a little jelly because you, you have this beautiful <laughs> life that incorporates what you love and your passions and everything and you do it in a way that's, that's so beautiful and so um, gorgeous. Like I said, you know, even your, your website, everything is just, it's just luscious. It's, it's probably the way that I could describe it. Um, so I know that if, uh, if our listeners are going to thespicetemple.com, they can sort of put the little teaser there, but they can also purchase the books through there as well right that's right yeah so it's it's um yeah the book is available at the at the website just you know go to the shop and then that will take you to to the shop and then that's where it's available i'll I'll say one other thing about the book that i'm quite proud of Mm. so you know my goal has also been to support certain initiatives um uh because you know the chefs have been so kind as well to give me the rights to these images and things so i want to support literacy um entrepreneurship and the environment and so with the book cover it's a paperback but it's um it's it's a has a lovely texture and it's partially made of food waste Mm. so i'm quite proud of that so in this case it has a you know deep red color so it's made of the rest of cherries um but yeah so you can get so you can get the book on, on the on the website wonderful well, Cindy, thank you so much for uh, your time today and really sharing your very inspiring story. Um, and as I was saying before, I really wanted to invite you to, to share your story, to give us uh, and any of our listeners, you know, uh, a, an example of what is possible um, if we can, you know, take that step and have that, you know, and it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. So thank you so much, yeah. darling. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much. And also, you know, all the best to, to your listeners. And if anybody wants to write and has some short stories to tell, then get in touch. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning. And this podcast is also brand new, and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. Until next time, remember, it's not over, just different.